Welcome to No Puns Loud, Paige with Adam Kramer. Go ahead and crack that beer. Oh, it's good to be back. Cheers. Cheers. Um, from the sound of my voice, I clearly partook in plenty of fun Jeez, activities this weekend. Can't. No smoking. Okay. I don't just. I don't know why this happens. I lose my voice actually oh. at least once a year, like without fail. And I think it's God's way of being like, you talk a little too much. <laughs> so we've got some weekend unpacking to do. Um, yeah, we both had a very them, hectic weekend. Was that weekend. it? All of the drinks? Like um, drink? No, for the actual like waste management open. So I went on Friday um, and I didn't know this, but I've drank, I've, Drinken, drunken, hmm. yes, drunken. It's whatever you the, want it to be. The Topo Chico seltzers on this mm-hmm. podcast, like a lot, and those are like my favorite. I didn't know that that was like an Arizona-based company. So they, I think they were one of the sponsors of the event because there were a lot of them. But I tried their ranch water, and it was really good. Um, so Topo Chico seltzers, if you do want to sponsor our podcast, like that, that would be my my seltzer of choice. Um. So that was the drink plus tequila. So tequila was the the golf day drink of choice. That is a, so are you drinking tequila all day at a golf tournament in 80 degrees? You will seltzers to start and then tequila later in the day, but yes. Um, Great work, first of all. Second. Is that impressive? uh, It is impressive. Also speaking of, so I've never been to the waste management. But uh-huh. like the clips of these things with like human beings, it's like a war zone of drums. It, it is literally the funniest thing ever. But um, I will say like, so um, my friend's husband and her and his friends got up at 5 a.m. and were dropped oh, off to run to 16 and got to um, be on 16, which is pretty great. Like that's, if you don't get there early, like waiting in line at 16 is like, just seems like something you don't want to do. Um, so is it like a is it like a bar? Like literally, you have to wait in line to get in the stadium, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. There's like a line that wraps around during like the whole day, and you just like wait until people like come down and are done. And they also changed the rule this year. I don't know if it was like a new rule or something, but um, normally they serve alcohol like right when you get there. Well, this year at 16, they waited until 9 a.m. So pe- the gates open at seven. You have to wait till nine to keep drinking. So unless you hilarious couple of sentences, by the way, uh, just in terms of like normal drinking thresholds, like well, it's just like the nerve for them. Yeah, the nerve for them to make us wait till nine a.m. Um, so yeah. my my friend was like, "This is the only like golf tournament that I've been to. Like, what are other golf tournaments like?" And I was like, "It's like crowded like this, but everyone's is a lot quieter. Like, it's just quiet. Like, it's very very quiet um, compared to the waste management oh, open." Yeah. But I. The, the fact that there were two aces on 16 and the, like, throwing of cans, people were like, this is what's getting for golf. I'm like, stop. Why are people Nerd. so stir- stooge alert? Like, seriously, what the heck? Like, let people have fun. Who cares? Who cares? I thought it was great. I think the whole thing, the whole idea of it is great. Um, and I think it's cool that golf has, like, this Happy Gilmore tournament. The PGA Tour has this, mm-hmm. which it's embraced. And... I hope you see that. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not saying make, I'm not saying make every tournament this, this, because this is special and very unique, but like, it's still a fun tournament to play in. It is. No, it's awesome. Okay. So, golf, sun, 
tequila. Yep. Miserable flight home. Raspy voice. Raspy voice, yeah. Actually, my That's... flight home wasn't too bad. I survived. I didn't drink too much on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, I flew home Monday morning. Um, but also, just a note, if you're ever going to the Waste Management Open, here's my travel tip. Do not say that you're working remotely on... Go home Tuesday, really. Because Monday, Sunday night, and Monday are a zoo. I legitimately... I have never seen an airport this packed. Like, I expected it to be packed. But... I dropped my bag, like literally there was an announcement above that was like, if you're on this flight, this flight, and this flight for Southwest, go over to British Airways and drop your bag over there. So I walk over to British Airways, it's literally just like a pile of bags, it's not even like being taken off, it's just like, or showing your ID, you literally drop your bags, and they were like, okay, we'll get them on your flight, and I was like, awesome. Good news is I was sitting right where I could see my bag get on the plane, so I knew it got on, but it was nuts, and the amount of golf bags that were in that airport were ridiculous. So if you, isn't, that's my pro tip, go home on Tuesday, make it a full like week trip. Isn't super, isn't Arizona hosting the Super Bowl next year too? Yes. yes. Oh my God. I know. Oh, carnage. It's going to um, be a wreck, but I want to go. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. All right. Well, we'll talk other, we got, Football, well, I've got my weekend way less interesting than yours. And we've got Jim Harbaugh watch has ended. But real quick, I was at Iowa on Friday visiting college, Paige, with my brother, which sounds strange. But my dad remarried. I have a 17-year-old brother. So I got to get back on campus, but like as like an adult. Can I just say this about Iowa, which I love this campus. I've not been given like a college tour of Iowa in many, 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 many years, too many years. Mm-hmm. The resources for students now is ungoddamn believable. Like when I went to college and I'm sure it was better for you because you're not as yeah. old as I am, but like <laughs> just the sheer niceness, the new food options, the like the I, everything I was blown. And this is not even like a, an Iowa. It is kind of an Iowa Homer, you know, statement. <laughs> but more so in college. Like I was blown away by how much better the college experience looks to be for for people now than it was for me. And that makes me sound old. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, even just like the dorms that are built in the places that you can live. Oh my god, the way you could before. I mean, I honestly like when I talk about my college experience like I had I I was living the life like I lived in my sorority house for two years it is so nice I had a chef I had a cleaning lady like I lived the life and like my even now like looking at the apartment that like my brother lives in in Tucson I'm like we didn't have these like we didn't have like super nice apartments like my senior I lived in like a house off campus but like now they have these like giant apartment complexes and they're insane they have rooftop pools they have grills they have like it's it's unbelievable what the college experience is like there's no like i mean there of course there is some like eating ramen and being in a dorm room and things like that but the experience has gotten a lot better on in a lot of places but how fun to be able to like go do you think he's gonna go there i don't know i think he liked it he's gonna look around the big 10 okay um he's in wisconsin so they're gonna go to madison which is an amazing town they're gonna go to purdue which is actually really awesome they're gonna check out indiana um so he's going to look, he's going to do the Penn state. I think is on the list. Oh, wow. No Ohio state, no Michigan, which, you know, interesting. I, yeah. I'm just going to say, you know, that's wise. Um, <laughs> but it was fun to be back on a campus 
not covering a football game, and then, yes, drinking a ton of wine and being an idiot, etc. But on the topic of Big Ten, Jim Harbaugh, moments before we started recording, um, I broke the news to you. That's how quickly this was happening. Like, yeah. It literally just happened like five minutes ago, signed a five-year extension with Michigan. We don't know the money, um, but we will. So five-year extension. They redid the deal last year. I'm sure his pay has been restored and probably then some. That's five years, though, Paige. Let's do some math on this. Say it's eight or nine million a year. It's not Mel Tucker money. That's half the. Mm-hmm. Half, that's an interesting deal length, I guess. And and I, I, it's hard to know based off of last year what they're doing here. It actually based on last year's contract, we have to read into a little bit more. The terms of this thing are all over the place. So are they adding on top of it, and then are they sprinkling in more money? Either way, Jim Harbaugh now officially is locked up at Michigan. And Paige, I think the biggest thing we talked about it. I, I I'd love to know the terms of this. What's the buyout? How are they keeping him from flirting with NFL teams? What does that part look like? Yeah, we got zero information besides the fact that it was like, oh, five years. That's what that is, which is great. I mean, I but like I'm waiting for the details, and I feel like it was very um, thought out to not give the details of this yet. But something is signed, yes. so that's really all that matters. I think that was like the biggest thing is making sure that like it was a done deal and they figured it out. Yeah, so they're – is it's weird that it took this long. Um, you're right. It's probably a complicated bit of language. Last year's deal also probably adding to it, but Harbaugh is in Michigan to stay. And I can tell you this week, I started like kicking up my research a little bit. Like this is mm-hmm. where I want to be. Normally I wait. Normally I wait. I take a break. I distance myself from football. Um, we're going to actually preview, we'll start our off-season previews today with one near and dear to your heart, not Michigan. But I will say, I like this roster. I like the pieces. I am curious what they do with new coordinators, but I still think there's a shit ton of talent on this team. And despite everyone wanting Harbaugh to lose, I think he's going to win again. Whether they beat Ohio State, I don't know. That's going to be a little tougher this year, I would imagine. But I still like the team, and I'm happy, of course, that Jim Harbaugh is here because I'm a giant Jim Harbaugh homer. Do you think that Michigan makes the playoff next year? No. Okay. No. I, I think mean, it's I don't either. I just, I just want to clarify I, that we're I, not going like I, full page homer with Alabama with Michigan for you. I'm a little surprised. Not to, well, yes, I'm not fully there. Um, <laughs> I'm a little surprised both of their quarterbacks, I believe, have stayed, by the way. Like that yeah. looked like it was going to be a thing, and it maybe it still will be a thing. But also, sorry, this yes. is super random, but uh, I don't know if you saw this, but like one of the things that I have on a dating app is like, what's your most like controversial take? And mine's that like Christian McCaffrey should have won the Heisman over Derrick Henry, which is like a very well known thing associated with me. And someone commented, like responded, and was like, "Oh, so obviously you're not like an Alabama fan." And I was like, "I get it may appear that way, but like." Buddy, do I have a surprise for you? <laughs> that's like a, that's like a, 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 it's like bait. I feel like someone's being trapped here, like on this. Like, wait, <laughs> wait till he finds out. This wait till he finds yeah. out that I'm absolutely yeah, an Alabama that's fan. Hilarious. That's just like, well, and what's funny is, is like they fully accepted me as an Alabama homer, the Alabama Twitter verse. But yeah. I still have that take and will argue that take till the end of time. Maybe I should get a better hot take. Like, I'm sure there's a more recent one. But that one, I just like that. 
That will forever be my thing. I, I've come around to that take. I actually thought Derrick Henry should win. Um, I still can't believe Derrick Henry is as good as he is right now, by the way. Uh, that makes that take size. a little harder to defend. It, it, but, but I think McCaffrey should have won. That was the year he, um, believe he terrorized Iowa too. Um, yeah, I'm sure in the bowl did. game, correct? Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. All right, so we'll come back to coaches because there's actually been a flurry of coaching news. But let's talk Super Bowl. Um, okay, I don't even want to start with the game. Halftime show. I need your thoughts. I'm that halftime show was geared toward me. Yeah, a thir- 37. I almost forgot how old I was. 37 years old. <laughs> I felt like it was geared toward me. And I enjoyed it. I won't say it was – I think people are like, oh, my God, the best ever. I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed it, um, which is fine. We don't have to say everything's the best or worst ever. Did you enjoy the halftime show? I loved the halftime show. And what's so funny is people were getting on 50 Cent for, like, gaining weight. I'm like, dude, let him go. Like, let it go. Yeah. Like, he's, he's old. Like, of course he's gained weight. What? Um, as we like shove our faces full of food oh, during yeah. the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Like who's shoving in the queso? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, but I I loved it. It was so funny. I was we were like all sit we had grabbed like dinner and like sat down. Um and we're watching the halftime show and we were like all talking. We're like, okay, what song do you think is gonna happen? And I was saying, like, for Eminem and Dr. Dre, I'm like, I know they've worked together a lot, but like what songs are they, like, on together? And, like, Forgot About Dre was the one we were like, but we're like, they can't sing that in this? But the beginning of Eminem's, like, intro was the yes. Forgot About Dre, like, um, like, yes. yeah. And, like, we, li- I have literally, we were like, <gasps> like, it was just, like, so embarrassing how excited we got, just, like, because we were, we were right about it, but also, like, it, it just, like, brings you back to all of this, um, to, like, your child. This was, like, middle school slash high school for me. Was that, like, yes. genre of music. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I think if you don't like it, it wasn't probably your, like, demographic of, like, listening to music. Like, I know people who even have kids that are, like, my age. Like, they don't – they didn't listen to that. But, like, my mom loved it. And it's because, like, my mom listened to the same music I did because she's what, cool. What about, like, your brother? Did he like it? Yes. Because my brother is also – that's not fair, though, to, like, pick him because he's, like, a music – person like sure. he loves we also listen to like frank sinatra on the regular in our house so like oh, we're, we're all over the map cultured. in terms of like yes. yeah of like eras that we listen to music so but well, i mean he loved it because he also like had an older sibling that was i don't know that his generation would have known all the like words i agree and which that's, songs. Well, that's the part that i'm curious with now the, the show the whole thing was enormously rated but the show the halftime show was hugely rated so I'm curious if they're just going to keep like building these shows around like washed out dads like me, like that's yeah. like that's like what who's next? Because I thought it was really good, but I am curious like the connection to these artists. Does Eminem has Eminem aged properly with a 19 to 23 year old? Yeah, you know that would be my question. But I think too, like for a while, like we were seeing a lot of halftime shows that like played to like the older generation and I think now yes. it's like our generation's term in turn and then like the generation below us is gonna be like these people are so old and it's gonna take a few years for them to get to oh, their for sure. Jojo Siwas or whoever. Um I don't really know Who is that? Who is that? I've heard that name a handful of times this I'm week. Sh- Jojo Siwa. She I don't know who that is. She's like a pop teen girl. She won I think she won Dancing with the Stars this year. But she's, or maybe not, didn't, maybe she didn't win, but she was on it. Um, 
and like um, Olivia is definitely the age group that knows who JoJo Siwa is. She's okay. got like a big bow. Um, I'm looking her up right now on. I bet she has like a bazillion Twitter followers. Oh, oh, six hundred fifty-one thousand. Okay, yes, I kind of know. But who like this on is. Instagram, she probably has millions. Yeah, the that see again. I'm the the old. You're person. on Twitter. I'm That's the old person JoJo. medium. Jojo Siwa. I wasn't going to ask you. Yeah, 11.4 million. Yeah, see. Jojo Siwa. She's riding. Wow. Look what? at that. Like a scooter with like, hold on. I don't know. What are these called? The, um, it's great radio, I'm sure. Where she's. Um, but it's got it like, like diamonds all over that. Oh, okay. It's like it, the, the, um, God, what are they called? Segway. Segway, because I was like, uh, I almost said Kiosk, which is not the right I was going to say moped, which is also <laughs> deeply incorrect. I don't know who's more wrong. Uh, probably Kiosk, from... but still. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, also, I have to say, um, commercials, these Sopranos, are you a Sopranos fan? Have you watched the Sopranos? I have not, but I was with a group of people that do, and they were losing their minds, thinking it was a show I, update. I was losing my fucking mind. I I knew I was probably being sold an ad, okay? But when the two kids, when they hug, when Meadow, and and also she's just an amazing actress, like she just has an amazing presence. They should build a show around her. When they hug, and it looked like a fucking genuine hug, I was just sitting there like, oh, man, God, I want whatever. I want this, whatever it was, a Chevy Thunderbolt or whatever the hell. I was like, oh, my God, I'm glad I saw this. My brother is like a huge Sopranos fan. And so I should probably he's been like dying for me to watch it. I should just watch it and surprise him and say that I did. Um, But my friends that I was were with was with. Whoa. Um, Speaking is hard. You know, when you have a podcast, you really don't do it enough. Um, No. But also something we we sort of need to discuss um, Joe Burrow's mom for a sec because you yeah okay I get why people say I look like his mom because I kind of like not in the age wise but like no I could be his like sister if like if it was a movie like if it were like yes you, you you know time traveling to tell your mom tell yourself something. Like into the future, like twenty five to thirty years. Yes. Yes. But right. And I'm now, also like no. not offended because she's aged so gracefully. So I like. She I'm has not aged all offended. very gracefully. But like, if if honestly, like, if I were an actress, I could like play her in a movie in a few years. Like it, it would be totally. It'd be more than a few years. Like like. It'd be like twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. I yeah. I get the I like yes originally at this comparison you were outraged. Because well, I thought people were like, you just like look old. Not that I actually look like his mom. And then no, we saw are... her during the Super Bowl. Yes. And I'm it, the best part was that I told this story and the person sitting next to me goes, Wait, was that Joe Bro's mom? And I said, Yeah. And he just went and like was in like silence because he didn't want to be like, Well, you kind of do look like her. But I was like, No, 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 I see her now, and now I know that like I get it. So like I'm not offended by that at all. So um, I'm Joe Burrow's mom, I guess, which is weird. It is weird in a handful of ways. Uh, <laughs> now, Joe Burrow, the game. I thought it was a very good game. Um, I worry about Joe Burrow's career. They they have a lot of cap space. This is where my mind goes because I love Joe Burrow. We, we 
as this podcast loves Joe Burrow probably more than any podcast on this planet. Collectively. Yes. I like, I get it was the Rams and Aaron Donald. I can't believe he didn't blow out his knee. Thank God. They said it was a sprained MCL. He doesn't need surgery. That looked like a catastrophic knee injury. Again, they better get him some help because he's not going to make it long if this is how it's going to be year to year. And they have money to do it and they can do it in the draft, which is good. But my biggest takeaway is that, yes, that also, I guess, you know, it's so hard to get to this point. Like, it's so hard. The Rams, like, went all in. They don't have a draft pick for, like, the next 30 years. The Bengals needed to have this magic carpet ride to do it. Like, I feel bad. I really feel bad for Bengals fans. Like, because getting to this point, well, I don't know this feeling. I'm a Mets and a Jets fan. I've been in the World Series, lost. (laughs) Jets went to back-to-back AFC championship games. That was a long time ago. Lost. And so I would imagine, like, yeah, there's no reason the Bengals can't be back there as long as they can keep their franchise player, like, on his feet, which I think is really the question for them moving forward. And obviously the Super Bowl, that was, like, the main takeaway. And, James, that was the takeaway everybody talked about all, all week. It's rarely that the narrative of, like, hey, can they block Aaron Donald? Like, they did for a while. And then shit got real, like, late in the second half. Yeah. Well, two things. One, you could have easily asked what it's like to lose a Super Bowl and how does it feel because, you know, been there, done that. Yes. Um, but I I, what's funny about that, though, is the narrative in the beginning of the game started to shift where everyone was like, oh, shoot, they got to delete those tweets about drafting Jamar Chase and that that wasn't the right call and that their offensive line couldn't do it because they were they were holding up their end. And then it just switched so quickly back to, yeah, that probably should have been the priority. But, like, again, they got there. I do think they can get there again. They do need to make it a priority to get him some protection because he was not even just in that game. He's been sacked so much. I mean, I think someone said they he was sacked nine times in the Tennessee game, and they like they still won. Like, that's ridiculous. Yes. Like, that's yes. how you know you have something special. But, like, maybe, like, let's protect him and make him not completely broken. Um but yes. it it was pretty wild. And also, I totally forgot that in the national championship, he did kind of get hurt and, like, was like, no, I'm fine. I totally forgot about that That's happening. a good point. I totally forgot. And so I was like, oh, okay, when, when that happened, I'm like, I mean, honestly, too, the people that, like, don't watch college football um, that I know, like, text me and were like, are you good? Are you okay? Are you okay? Like, is he okay? Are you going to be okay? I was like, I'm I'm okay. Like, as long as he's fine. Like, I don't care. And, like, also, this would be another, like, I know he'll get through it. This is another reason why the Bengals need to listen to everyone who are like, please get him some help. They, um, they have to. I mean, I I was the person saying, don't draft Jamar Chase, draft Penny Sewell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can say ditto, that I was, ditto, ditto, I ditto. was, even with his outcome, I was wrong. Chase, like, unlocked a new threshold for this offense. Like, I I get it. They got to protect him now. But Chase was an amazing pick. I was I was very wrong. Now yeah. though, everything they do, and we saw you know we saw good to get a little NFL like San Diego. Damn it, San Diego. <laughs> Los Los Angeles Chargers did this with Herbert last year. Like they they went out, they drafted, they signed, and I would imagine you'll see the Bengals do the same thing. Now switch. Let's talk Stafford. Yes, let's, let's talk. talk Let's talk Rams. A few things. Um, 
that no look throw was one of the more amazing football plays I've ever seen. I know yeah. we've celebrated Patrick Mahomes has kind of um, really it felt like invented the genre of no look passes. Mm-hmm. I would argue that Stafford throw where he's like leading the linebacker into like the slant and then throws it behind him to Cooper cup. That's one of the greatest throws I've ever seen. Like in, in the situation, the circumstance, the level of skill is one of the greatest throws I've ever seen. I've, I've watched yeah. that play. And if you haven't seen it, just type like Matthew Stafford throw into any sort of searchability item, Google, Twitter, whatever, and it will come it. up. It's, it's ridiculous. I could, I've watched every angle. Um, it's absurd. That kind of play. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm happy for him. I think people need to relax on the hall of fame thing. Like yes. he's just a Super Bowl champion. Like let let's just like let that sit for a little bit. How the fuck do we do this always? We always have it's, to ruin good things. Exactly. We can't have nice things because everyone's like, oh, well, this means Hall of Fame career, Hall of Fame career. I'm like, what? Like, can his career's not even over? Like that's the other thing. Like we still have a while with Matthew Stafford. We really do. Like I, it's I, it's gonna be fine. But like you said, I also like when people were talking about the Rams. Like I can't believe they won. I'm like. You can't because they literally gave everything to be here. Like this, if they didn't get to the Super Bowl and win it, it would have been catastrophic. Like you gave away everything, you paid everyone, you brought pieces in. Like they should have won the Super Bowl. Like that, they were the were, were they the favorite going into this they, year? They were one of the King favorites. City. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. Because they should have been. And like after a rough start, it was sort of like, uh oh. No, well, they should have won. And, and, and also, I find their situation fascinating because this is not going to end long-term well for them. It's not. Like, they are – They're you know, McVay's probably going to coach, although I wouldn't blame him for retiring, by the way. 36 years old, go coach in a booth for five years, get paid $10 million a year, and then you can pick any job you want when you come back. Like, Sean Payton's probably going to do the same thing. Aaron Donald is not going to retire – but they're going to pay him an insane amount of money, which he's worth. Yeah. They're they're They've got like 10 free agents. They have no draft picks. They don't have a young roster, but they did it. Like they, they, they did, did it. it. Exactly. And they'll, and they'll be good again next year, but they won the Super Bowl. So That's... like, I feel like I can always say like, Oh boy, the Rams, you know, it's uh, tough sledding, but like, fuck it. They won. Like yeah. they did it. Like that, think... we'll worry about that problem later. So I think in football we're going to see this more because I think we started to see it after the Warriors in, like, the NBA and other places that, like, and baseball as well, that, like, the dynasty thing doesn't, like, actually need to be a thing. Like, you go where you can win. And, like, I think there was even comments by, like, um, Kevin Garnett today about how, like, oh, everyone's teaming up to do whatever. It's like, yeah, because people want to win championships, and it's our fault as – the media and also just people in general because it was like, well, how many rings do they have? And it's like, if they don't have a ring, they're not considered the greatest at whatever they did. But like, I think we are going to see a lot more of like one and done situations, like the LSU type of deal. Like Alabama is still going to be our dynasty. Don't worry. Um, I'm not saying that that's not happening, but I think you will see more. So like people teaming up and going places like Odell going places to actually like win. So like, I don't know. Yes. Like, I think – I'm not saying it's the end of the dynasty, but I feel like it's in terms of, like, the business aspect and what players and coaches want to do to get theirs at this point. 
Yeah. I think we'll see a lot more of like build it and it's like all in or nothing. And then like you'll see it work sometimes and you just, you won't other times. But the Rams are a perfect example of that. Can, by the way, can you hear my kids running around? Like, do you I hear that? I like a car alarm. No. Well, I, maybe. They, I don't know <laughs> what is going on upstairs. It sounds like there are this 40 the children in my house. I think I think there are only three. I, I thought I heard a car alarm. Um, that's yeah, that could have been on. That could have been me. here. That could have been here, um, and I would have no idea. But, all right, I, I'm sorry. But no, I, I guess my last. I agree with you, by the way, because if you're Russell Wilson, who was at the game, and you're like, you know what? You just watch Matthew Stafford win. Get me the hell out of Seattle, because yeah. I ain't winning in Seattle. Yep. And also, Kyler Murray, kind of. I mean, a different situation, but if I'm I love Russell how people Wilson... were like, oh, they clear, he cleared the air. I'm like, he didn't say shit. <laughs> that statement just, was another thing. It was the most. People yeah, know who I am. And I'm this person. Too. I'm just going to get better. Ugh. Like, that was the word. I, people wonder why that I don't was... want him on my team. I don't want him on my baseball team. I also don't want him on my pro team either. Or my football no, team, I, I should say. But, but like <laughs> Russell Wilson, I wonder if that changes. Because that's been circulating, obviously, for the last year plus. Yeah. And if you're Russell Wilson, you're thinking, you know what? I think I need to leave. We're, starting, I think we're going to start seeing super teams. I like your thought on that. Um, last thing on this game, Cooper oh, Cup. Yeah. So o- OBJ gets hurt, which was really sad. Oh, I God, really that was bad. so sad. I'm, I'm happy he won, but he was playing so good. It's going to cost him money. Yeah, It, it sucks. Uh, that's football, money. and that sucks. Not, that matters. <laughs> yes, I, I did win my bet. Um, but Cooper cup, the, uh, and I've actually, I've got two things on this game and both involve wide receivers from the Rams, but OBJ goes out. Everyone knows that Cooper cup is getting the ball. It felt like a college game page. Like yeah. everyone knows that he is going to get the ball and he's still getting open. Open. I'm like, how, how do you let that much space between you and Cooper cup? How do you do it? And, and then my last wide receiver Super Bowl thought is Van Jefferson. So Van Jefferson yes. wins a Super Bowl. His wife during the game goes into labor, and he has a child. Like, a, 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 two hours after the Super Bowl, he's presented a child. Like he's got a yeah. picture. I cannot imagine that day. People were like, "What a day!" I'm like, "Fuck that! No, 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 no!" So that is yes. What a day now! Like he's probably saying, "Oh my yeah. god, what a story!" But I can't imagine. The, <laughs> You're like, the, as someone the, who's the had nerves. a child. Oh my uh, God, throwing a Super Bowl? No. So what's funny about that is Bleacher Report posted something about how OBJ's girlfriend is pregnant too. And like there was potential that she like could go into labor. Like she's in oh that phase. And he said like he would go and leave and see his kid be born. And I was like, if that were me, I would be like, you are not allowed to leave. If you show up, you're, you're like, not allowed in the room. So, like, no, I'm sorry. Like, executive decision made. You stay at the Super Bowl. Well, have you seen the video of someone telling Van that his wife went into labor after his, like, two kids, his no. other kids had come? This video is so cute. So, this, so someone comes up and she's like, uh, Van, your your wife um went to the hospital. She's um in labor and giving birth. And he was like, what? And he was like, okay. He was like, okay. And he like leans down to his other two kids. He's like, um, we got to go to the hospital. Like mommy's having your brother. And they're like, but why do we have to leave so quick? And like, it's the cutest thing I have ever heard. 
I will send you. you the video after this because it's so See adorable. See Dad. Good luck. Yeah. And she's uh, like, Daddy, why do we have to leave? And I'm like, oh my God, I cannot handle this. The cuteness. But we do have to talk about one more thing. Oh, okay. Yes. You lost our Super Bowl prop bet. bet. I did. I was just looking at that. So eventually, I think maybe, ne- maybe not next week, but maybe the week after, we get an ice on air. We will get an ice on air. Okay. I am I am good for it. I will purchase it. Okay. Um, I'm excited about it. An ice on air. I I looked back. I'm excited that you have to do it, and I don't. No, I at a good old fashioned icing. Try to keep myself young. Um, I am all about that. Uh, damn it! I did win my. I didn't. I didn't go crazy on prop betting. By the way, I got very overwhelmed. I, I the Super Bowl always overwhelms me with the options. So as I'm I'm trying to cook food. We got wings. We have our with Jason over, who's probably listening to this. It's it's like, and even him, I'm like, shit, I haven't bet. The anthem's going. I missed the anthem. I bet tails. It lost. I felt like a loser. I got some things in, but then I I was gonna bet Bengals money line, and I didn't. I said, you know what, I'm gonna take the four and a half, and I felt good about that. But um, I didn't go hog wild in the Super Bowl. I it was ill prepared after two weeks. I took like boosted props. Um, and mm-hmm. one of mine was like five receptions by OBJ and I was just crushed. Oh, he got crushed. Jason got crushed too. I was so we're... sad. Um, yes. I took heads, but I had it parlayed with something else that lost. So that was kind of sad. Um, but overall, like not a terrible betting week. Oh, I did have, um, I had money on Kepka to win the waste management and, and he was oh, in there. Yeah. Um, which again, it's really hard to bet on golf and like guess which guy's gonna have a good week and where. But um, that was disappointing that I that ended up not working out. But um, something that's been working out for a while is uh, Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. Yes, like that transition. yes, wow, pro. Thank you. Um, but yeah, he's got a new deal and he's staying. Awesome. Five million a year, five million a year for Cincinnati, which a couple years ago would have sounded insane. Um, well, they're, now they're joining a um, a power exactly. five. Yeah, and I think my big thing for this is, A, um, amazing for him. Um, You know, when I'm, like, looking at offseason stuff, Paige, like, Cincinnati's a really interesting team because I don't know, like, they lose Sauce Gardner, they lose their quarterback, Mm -hmm. but, like, they're still good. So I'm really interested to see, like, how we react to a team like Cincinnati next year. We don't have to do it now, but it's, like, Luke Fickle's great and deserves every penny. But I'm also curious, like, what the staying power is for Cincinnati as they jump to a new conference here soon. I think it'll be fascinating. I think that he just is in a good spot there. Like, he's he's won without needing to be in a Power Five and gotten there. Like, I I don't know. I think if he's able to keep doing what he's been doing, but, like, there's a lot of other perks that have come along. Like, I don't necessarily know that he needs to leave. Like, not saying I no. think he can win there, but, like, maybe he can. Like, you know what I mean? In a couple, Like, if he stays there for, like, the long haul, and the long haul meaning, like, out waiting Nick Saban like it's it could happen you know the other thing too because you think about it he was Ohio State's coach for a a hot minute Mm -hmm. did fine didn't work out I think the only job because he's an Ohio guy if Ohio State ever opens up again I think it'd be crazy not to look at him uh, like again for a second run but if you're him like you got a really good thing going yeah, and um, I really liked. I I know after the playoff loss, he spoke and he was pretty emotional. Like I, I think we talked about in the pod. Like 
I, I, I really liked listening. He seems like a really insightful guy. And, but that being said, any major opening over the foreseeable future, we're probably going to connect them to, yep. right? We connected them to USC because it was his old AD. We, we're going to keep doing this thing. Um, we're just going to get, that's fine. Like we're going to, we're going to keep doing this thing. And, and, uh, but Hey, 5 million a year in a place that he likes in a state that he knows that's not, not too shabby. Dave Aranda, also a new contract. And we don't know the terms of the deal because uh, Baylor is private, but I believe it was 2029. So that is an eight year deal, which is kind of like the going rate of mega deals. I think this is, I mean, Paige, you think about it. So they had their, it was his first year, COVID year, where they were bad and COVID disrupted everything. And then last year, of course, they're like, I don't know, maybe, maybe the, one of the best stories in college football with exception to Cincinnati, however you want to label it. Yeah. And that team you watch them play plays like a punishing brand of football. And I think the most interesting part of that is the contrast to him, who's like this Zen, like, oddly like anti lane Kiffin, not a bad thing, not a good thing, just a thing where he's just this weirdly calm human on the sideline that teaches this incredibly violent brand of football that works. I think it's, I think it's great for Baylor because I think he's really, really good. Yeah. I was going to say like, how do you think he celebrated this? By standing there with his arms crossed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like just, I mean, Thank eight you. years, that's probably a, uh, you know, eight years, probably six, seven million per. I mean, just 50, he 60 probably, million. probably like signed it and just like looked up and was like, <laughs> just nodded. Thank you. Um, Thanks. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it'll be, you know, and with Oklahoma and Texas leaving and just that conference, the hierarchy of that conference, I think very much in the balance, like Baylor's in a position to be good to stay for a while. So I good for him, but he is so different in the way he does things. I would love to do a profile on him because I think it'd be interesting just to get in the mind of someone who really has almost no emotional output whatsoever. Yeah. He, I mean, he seems fascinating. I feel like <clears throat> that the people around him would be interesting too, because it's like, Usually the best, the most like successful people like put people around them that are like different than they are. Yes. Um, and I would be curious to see like what his like wife is like and like his family. Like what are they all like very serious or like and like how does he interact with players and things like that? I feel like it'd be kind of cool. That's that I would love to know. And then, of course, the biggest coaching news of the week, <sighs> Al, Al Golden and his tie are back at the college level, he just coached the Bengals in the Super Bowl as linebackers coach. Now he is at Notre Dame as the defensive coordinator. Do you have any strong thoughts on this beyond his college sideline attire? No, I have no strong thoughts, but besides the fact that like good for Notre Dame, like I feel like they've got a lot of very solid pieces surrounding their new head coach. Like this is, this looks on paper, like very good. Yeah, I think people can have fun at his, like, how he ended up at Miami and, like, again, what he wears on the sidelines sometimes or what he did wear. But the guy really knows defenses, like, successfully. So we do – we see this, too, by the way, Paige. Like, I mean, defensive coordinators who, like, bottom out in the NFL or in college, 
who really know like how to do it. I feel like it's become a, a trend in the NFL, and then all of a sudden they, they go to a team, and it's like, oh, wait, yeah, this guy can really do his thing again. I'm with you. It's a good it's a good name if you're Marcus Freeman, too. It's a guy with coaching experience, head coaching experience. It's a guy that you can lean on. And I don't – does he – I'm assuming he didn't wear that bullshit in the NFL. I don't like, think so. You can't you can't wear that shit on the NFL sideline, right? Like, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> – You can't. Uh, okay. And then last, another thing that happened today. Did you see Gene Smith, Ohio State's AD? There were a couple of comments that really caught my eye. I don't know how much you saw of this, mm-hmm. um, but I'll read you a few. And this is from Dan Hope on Twitter, who uh, covers Ohio State, who was there. So here's the one. And I'm just going to be paraphrasing. Uh, Gene Smith Gene Smith talking about the alliance, that when it started, there was conversations about reducing to eight conference games and scheduling more non-conference games. But he says they've moved away from that, believing nine conference games is best. Okay, store that one, because that's hilarious. Yep. Says the college football playoff will expand to 12 teams. I, I'll be surprised if it doesn't, but doesn't know when. He says other TV networks – uh, outside of ESPN will get involved, which is pretty interesting. And then the last one, which is maybe the most curious, that if Ohio State ever hosted a college football playoff game, he would want to play in Indianapolis rather than Ohio Stadium because he thinks his team would be better indoors than playing outside in like cold Ohio winter. Okay, so of those three, what is the most interesting to you? I mean – most interesting would be that he doesn't want them to play at home, technically. But yes. the the funniest is by far the Alliance one. That is <laughs> hilarious. Because the best part of when the Alliance started was that, like, they were like, okay, did you guys, like, sign something? They're like, no, we just had, like, a mutual understanding. Like, they had, like, a handshake, gentleman's agreement. Like, this is what we're doing because everybody else is, like, moving around and realigning. Like, let's panic and make an agreement. And also, like, that sucks because, like, I wanted to see more like non-conference games. I agree. I agree with you on that. So the Alliance, just based off this, is it, what is it? It means nothing, right? It literally means it, nothing. It, we knew it meant, like, it just means more. It just means nothing. It's like <laughs> the Alliance. I'm, But uh, so the Big Ten, they announced this, like, six months ago, the Alliance? Was that something like that? That they were going to look to scheduling in the future? Oh, and and like Gene Smith is basically real. saying... It feels so long ago. Um, he's basically saying now that, like, no, we like it at nine conference games, which I can't blame them, by the way, in this era. Like, I can't blame the conferences for just saying we're just going to schedule you and that'll be that. Yeah. So, I yes, that is the most hilarious. I don't understand the playing in Indianapolis part. I guess if you're Ohio State, like this, the way that this Ohio State team is constructed today, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you know, CJ Stroud and everyone else. But, like, how do you know who you're playing? Like, I'm assuming you're more equipped to play in Ohio than Alabama would be to play in Ohio. Yeah. Right? I'm well, ass- you know, so I found that part interesting. I mean, I think the, the the other factor, though, is that, like, Ohio State fans do travel pretty well, and that's not, like, a huge, far place for them to go. So I feel like because he knows, because they've been in championship games there, that, like, that would be fine. And that would be the home field advantage and maybe making it easier on the players not playing in, in bad conditions. But I don't know. It seems kind of weird. Especially when, like, we're the reason, like, a lot of us are advocating for, like, an expanded playoff is because, like, it would be really cool to have some of those games be on college campuses. Well, that's exactly it. It's, like, counter to where we all want it. Yeah. Um, 
but not him. Yeah, um, I do have okay, to say so, there's some other yes. weird news. College football has been weird this week. Very weird. Apparently, Tuscaloosa is now, like, implementing a, like, fee for, like, the, like, a ticket fee for Alabama football games because it's, like, an alcohol-related thing now that they sell alcohol. And so now they're not going to sell alcohol at Alabama games because they're not willing to pay the fee, which is fair because, like, apparently they were doing this fee on, like, even tickets for, like, minors and stuff. It's like, What? So, sadly, Alabama fans, like, there's not going to be alcohol at Alabama games as of right now. There's a lot of fighting between – this is the part of, like, college sports that's so entertaining that, like, people forget about. Is that, like, the city and the state has, like, a lot of control over some of the – like, they approve these, like, contracts and things. Like, they are are in charge. It's not just the school that's in charge. Like, the public is technically in charge. And this is something that they've implemented it. And it's become, like, this, like, battle of, like – politics in college football right now now i am very curious when movers and shakers get involved in this boosters big like now that this has kind of gone national i want nick saban to, to dust off the old crimson suit i want him to button it up and i want him to go sit down very calmly and have a conversation about this and i would expect that people this will change because greg burns being very aggressive about this like he's i love greg burn and they, they, he's going at it through the public, which is smart. I mean, which is how you tackle this. So I'm with you. Can, can you imagine Nick showing up and being like, just let the fans drink. Well, right? well, right? this is tradition. You got to drink. Right? And, I brought, I brought look, some binge I don't drinking statistics. Co- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, do we want to punish the kids? Or do we want to teach them a lesson <laughs> of how to drink properly at a football game? Do we want to take yeah. it away from them That's pretty and good. not let them drink? Or... Do we want to teach them a lesson and let them I, learn here? I like. I, I just. I love. That's him pretty saying. good, Saban. Cadencing. Thank it's, you. It feels like that's not your first uh, rodeo. Like, Saban, <laughs> no, the like impressions they, they, that I've no, done with him. No, cadencing was very impressive. All right, because well, it's true. It's like he's definitely going to go on that rant, and he's like, "I know you guys are going to like get upset about this, but you got to give him an opportunity. You want to give people opportunities. You want things to get better. Like he just, I love him. Oh, I should so study him you, more." This is a good segue because mm. I I added this without yeah. talking to you <laughs> about our off-season top 25. Yes. And we want to start with our number one team. I figure I wouldn't have to ask you about the first one, number one team in our off-season top 25. I think from this point on, we'll probably disagree on some, not, not mm. all, but some, is Alabama. I'm assuming you have Alabama as number one off-season team. Oh, Absolutely. Okay, so what we roll roll tide roll probably would be if they weren't the number one team, just saying, but they are the number one team, so you are absolutely right. So, what we want to do is start talking about teams and kind of a loose, casual, you know, a man with a mostly empty beer saying, okay, what do we think of Alabama? So, Paige, you are our resident Alabama um, insider, if you will. What are your thoughts on the tide here as we enter the offseason? I mean, I think it's it's going to be better than it was last year. That's and that's crazy to think about. It is. They they and, have taken full advantage of the transfer portal. They have a Heisman winner, like at quarterback. Like it's going to be business as usual. You know what's wild too? They're gonna they might lose the number one overall pick again. It, it like Evan Neal like might be the number one pick to the Jaguars. Like they're they're alignment and which. I don't think we're talking about enough. Like that's pretty wild. 
Yeah. So they're gonna ha- they're gonna lose the number one overall pick. Certainly, probably a guy that's not gonna go past the top three. And they're gonna have the number one overall pick. One of one of those two next year, right? Bryce Young, yeah. Will Anderson Jr. I will be shocked. Well, shocked page if one of those two are not the number one overall pick the following season they're also like one of the only team that, teams that's like returning a decent amount of their offense and like core offensive players like a lot of really good teams are switching quarterbacks like a lot so I, yes and that's the, that's hard to do nick is good at, at making it look easy but like it's not an easy thing to do i was worried about the wide receivers and then they went and got Jermaine Burton from Georgia, which yeah, I think has I mean, a chance took, to be a star. They were like, let's take from those who were wealthier than us I, this year. I, I was worried about running back because it's actually as it's probably as like weak. I, I'd say the depth is probably as light as it's been in a long time mm-hmm. in Alabama. And then they went out and got Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech, who's awesome. I was worried about secondary. And then they went and got Eli Ricks, who is probably is going to be maybe the best cornerback in football next year. I don't want to get all hyperbole, but I I think he's that good. So you're right. It's not just like, you know, hitting up the transfer portal for depth. Like they had three massive impact players, guys that are NFL draft picks, probably early ones. Yeah. Um, Speaking of like goat things, did you see the discussion about how, using goat is oversaturated and we need need to save it for the greats. I think it was David Bakhtiari who said it. Um, no. That we use goat too much. I mean, I don't use goat too much. Yeah. I, I mean, I might. I think we need to pivot I, to like No, woke. I might. We need to pivot to woat, like worst of all time. We got plenty of those. Um, oh, we got a lot of those. Goat, um, so, so yes. But Saban is a legit goat. Goat. That's, that's what like, I mean. He was he, saying... I think he was saying, like, save it for – well, he in his mind, he probably meant Aaron Rodgers. But, like, my guess would be, like, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Serena He's Williams goat. is the GOAT. Tiger goat. Woods is the GOAT. GOAT. Like, Nick Saban is the GOAT. goat. Like, those are legit GOATs of Certified their sports. GOATs. But, like, yeah, I don't I'm... use – Simone Biles. Like, I don't use it for anybody else. I don't use it for people who are not the best of, at their sport. If I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it in like a hilarious sense. Like, yeah, you know, like one of my shitty teams I root for, you know, like <laughs> a player, like that's fine. I'm like, yep, that's goat. Right. But no, I, I feel like like Aaron Rodgers is not the goat. The goat. That's what I mean. That's why I was like, mm, sort of annoyed. Thing. I got to I got to think about that one. Who do you think is the goat of NBA? Michael Jordan. Same. But I think that because he like. He came first, and he was like the, the I, greatest. I, I think if I think if you want to call LeBron James the goat, I'm I'm cool with it. It's turning into first take. But if you want to call LeBron James <laughs> the goat, I like that's a, de- a goat debate. Like he's a willing, he's a suitable goat, right there. Look, here's the other thing, though, is like the game is so shifted. Like like before, like they were saying, like super teams and things like that. Like the game has shifted a lot, and LeBron has changed and adapted with it. Like that, it wasn't the same when Michael Jordan was there. But like, I I think Michael Jordan's so, the goat. I think LeBron. But, I would say he's the goat, like the greatest of all time. But I would say LeBron James is probably the best. Like in terms of athlete, like he's the best basketball player that's ever but, played the game. But so that's, how do you? I, yeah. Okay. So like Steph. Like Curry the, greatest the greatest would be like the most the greatest, successful. Okay, the best to ever want, do it. 
Steph is clearly the greatest shooter ever. The goat shooter. Yeah. So can't you, can you genre goats? Yes. I think or is this to, part of the argument? Well, I think like, this is part of the argument that we oversaturated and use like, oh, goat for like Steph and being like, oh, because he's the greatest shooter. But like, it's just like how you define goat. Who said this? Now I'm getting pissed I'm off. I'm pretty sure it was, I'm sure, pretty sure it was David Bakhtiari. All right. I think that, I think Aaron Rodgers actually is, okay, I want to go back okay. to Aaron Rodgers. Here's the, the exact tweet. Honestly, we throw around GOAT in terms that are attached with greatness too easily. We got to respect the greats. It's becoming way too saturated. Well, who gives a shit? I mean. If you're saying really GOAT, you're, you're, I think well, people, yes. I think this, I think this came along with the Hall of Fame conversation that was coming with like Matthew Stafford, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe just the fact that people are calling Tom Brady the GOAT and Aaron Rodgers is like a back to back MVP in four times. Okay, that, that's a tough one for me. Aaron Rodgers, in terms of watching him play, is the is probably the best like the best like at okay. what he okay. does. Okay, okay, okay. Here's here's how we can break down. Why right. did you start this shit? You knew I was gonna grab this. Okay, so this is here's here's a perfect example. Okay. One of the arguments against LeBron is that Michael Jordan has yes. more rings. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time because he's made his team great and has the, those sort of things. Individ- same with Tom Brady. Tom Brady has gone to places yes. And he's the team has won because of him. LeBron has has that, but he has more individual accolades than team accolades. So for Aaron Rodgers, yes, he is one of the greats. He's a Hall of Famer. He's done. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play this game. But he hasn't gotten his team to that level. So that's why I think they're the greatest because they've had the greatest impact on a team level. So goats, in my opinion, make their team better. Like, like I said, LeBron's the best basketball player we've ever seen, but I don't think he's the GOAT. So that yeah. would be how I justify I, it. And I think Michael Jordan has, like, a larger-than-life GOAT status that's hard to conquer. Like the OG GOAT. Now, I think Aaron Rodgers' flashiness and creativity and, like, ability jumps off the page, like – LeBron can do some of this stuff too, because physically he is just so overwhelming, or was. Yeah. And I think those comparisons are real, but like Aaron Rodgers, in terms of watching, like Aaron Rodgers does things that Tom Brady would never do, could yeah. never do. Yeah. I don't know how much of that I could say with like LeBron and Jordan. You've, you've a led lot. me down a dark. There's a like lot of stuff that LeBron. A there's a lot of stuff that Michael Jordan could not do that LeBron physically can do. Yeah. Like, the, but, he, but he's dunking from the free throw line, like, but like in a game. Are we talking no, about practice? But like, still, about like, practice? <laughs> like, but still, like, physically, like, yes, he's not six seven two seventy. Like, he's he's not that. But he was also like, you know, like cartoonishly gifted. What you just like threw a grenade in here, and you just I like, did, I did. I honestly did not realize it was going to get this much traction, but I think this is like probably the best part of our whole episode. Who's, who's the Who's the goat baseball player? The greatest of all time. Yes, it's Barry Bonds, by the way. I, oh boy, that's right, Oakland. <laughs> that's right. I, 
Wow. You mean the guy from San Fran? Like, <laughs> no, no, I, che- I checked myself. I did it. Come on. Sometimes it's like you don't even know me. Um, <laughs> no, I just, we're, we're broaching topics like in. Well, a lot, certain... this conversation comes up a lot in baseball because people will argue that like Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player of all time, which I think is so funny. Um, but he, I mean, he is but... a very good baseball player. I get it. No, I think, I think, I mean, if I had to pick a oh, goat, I'd probably pick like Ken Griffey Jr. But like, Ken Griffey I mean, Jr. was amazing. The, the but... goat of baseball players would be like old, like old, old generational, like years ago. Yeah, I, I don't. I disagree. Bonds. Barry Bond. Bonds was the, but he also we also do know that he did steroids. So to be fair. I mean, we do, but I, I still, I can't erase the feelings I had watching him, watching him do his what? thing. I, I know, I know the steroids. I, I do know it, but I'm going to assume that pretty I mean, much a good chunk of the league. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I posted a TikTok assume... about that and people were so mad. They're like, cheaters shouldn't get in. I'm like, okay, well. Fucking nerds. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Now that we're down this rabbit hole, do you want to hear Barry Bonds' stats? If of you want you to read them. I mean, you act like a kid from the Bay Area doesn't know. Um, I mean, as much as I don't like the Giants. Um, I want to, like, Go let's ahead. see what Google says about GOAT baseball players. I think, okay, yeah. career stats, 298. Mike Trout is this in this is... list, by the way. Yeah, I, I get it. He's been unbelievable. Hank Aaron. 762 homers. Willie Mays. Babe Ruth. He like ate hot dogs before games. It's so different now. I, but again, I'm count. saying like, but what team? What player like made their team win? Barry Bonds World Series. He was close. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I mean, we could go and look at like the A's run. Bonds, it's gonna Bonds be Bonds won four straight MVPs. His on base percentages. He's okay, like LeBron. during those he's years. He's like the LeBron. On base, 515, 582, 529, and 609 I on also, base percentage. I just want to say, I also think it's so funny that people think that, like, steroids will, like, like, yeah, he did steroids, and that obviously helps home runs. But, like, on base percentage, you can't just go up there and, be like, depend on the roids and hope for the best. Like, that's not how I, baseball works. He had 617 plate appearances and only 373 at-bats. Because he walked 232 times in yeah. one year. A 609 on base percentage. Like I said, which he's is a one LeBron. of the craziest things. Yes. He's a LeBron. He's not the Jordan. That's my no, standard he, for evaluating goats. No, he is everything. Steroids or not. The Bonds is. He also stole right. like 50 days. I, I'm, I got to stop. I'm sorry. I got to stop. <laughs> But I, I don't think there's a clear-cut baseball goat. No. Like, I think baseball – I think basketball, you've got two to debate. I think football, you've got eh, – you've got uh, – I think Brady is probably kind of cemented himself the as the goat. Right? He's absolutely um, the goat. I think hockey, you have a clear-cut goat in Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Co-worker like, Wayne Gretzky. Works for TNT. Co- co-worker worker, great Wayne Gretzky. Um <laughs> Yes, but I think baseball is a little tougher. Yeah. It's a lot tougher. 
Okay, we have to stop. Otherwise, I can keep going. But okay, um, next week we're doing our number two team. I don't. I'm not asking you for your number two team, but do you know who it is? I don't want you to say who it is, but do you know who it is? I know who mine is. Yes. Okay. And I think they're different. Oh boy! All right, off air. Um, Okay, any parting shots? Um, No. Well, yes, I'm there. Oh, we have someone. We got if you one. watch this you gotta, on YouTube, you now you YouTube. know what our little yes. preview, that's our way of yes. getting you to watch the oh, YouTube yeah. version of this show. I, not wow. only that, but I'll tell you right now, somebody may already have a national championship on this team. I'm just I, saying. That's what, that was me last year. That's another hint for the people. Go, go, go watch the YouTube video and you'll know who. Um, all right. <laughs> any parting shots? No, I think we're good. All right. Paige, I am Adam. We will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.